Summer isn't quite over yet, and things are getting crazier at Camp Campbell. We're talking Season 2, Episode 7, 8, and 9 of Camp Camp, and it starts right now. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. A little bit of Donna Summer, everybody, because it's the summer. We're talking about a hard-working lady. And, uh... Campers, welcome to the Afterbuzz TV After Show for Camp Camp, available on Rooster Teeth and YouTube. Tonight we're talking about episodes 7, 8, and 9, Bonjour, Bonquisha, Gwen Gets a Job, and Eggs Benefits. We got uh, the Rooster Team here, whole squad, starting on my left, Megan Salinas. Hey guys, you can tweet at me at the Mengwin, that's T-H-E-M-E-N-G-U-I-N, and to my left, Stacey Shuttleworth. Hi guys, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Stacey Shuttles, and next to me is wonderful Katie Cohen. Hi all my buddies, you can follow me all over the social medias at Kiaje, that is K-I-A-X-E-T, and if you assume we have a fully rounded table, then to my left... Oh, we can't break the fourth wall, so yeah, I'd say left. Uh, I'm, I'm uh, Mark B. Donick. you can find me on Twitter at Mark B. Donick. you can find all of us on Twitter either at AfterBuzzTV for all of our wonderful After show goodness as well as the team at abtv rooster team uh, that's where we talk about uh, things like camp camp and red versus blue and day five <laughs> any really any anything anything that's rooster teeth really uh yeah so make sure to follow us there that's our main outlet to you but uh Holy crap! Uh, now, now, last episode, y'all hadn't watched no! seven, eight, nine, or at least seven and eight because nine wasn't out yet. Uh, and I hyped them up quite a bit. Did it live up to the hype? Yes. yes. And so much more. I think eight is probably my favorite episode this season. Eight has one of my favorite non-plot-specific uh, jokes in it. But we'll get a, we'll, we'll talk about that when we get there. Uh, before we talk about the episodes, though, it's camp. You, you can't have a camp without activities. Uh, so we're going to talk about our camp, camp, camp activity. That's three camps. Uh, what is the worst gift you've ever given or received? Uh, and we got a couple of campers from the community that submitted. Uh, first, we've got Cam, uh, who submitted, who's a part of the Rooster Teeth community down in Texas. And he's got a little story for us. Take it away, Cam. That's also the music. That's okay. <laughs> Hold, hang on, hang on for for tech. We're gonna listen to Donna Summer a little bit first, uh, and then just start it over. Because you know what? It's summer, and Donna it's, has summer in her it's name. It's the story of how he worked hard for the money, <laughs> but no one treated him right. Earn for you money for the gift. Y'all don't even know. Uh, let's take it back to camp. Rooster Teeth community group in the Dallas-Fort Worth area of Texas called RTDFW. We're a fairly large and active group with, you know, regular meetups at least once or twice a week. One of the things we like to do is during the fall and spring we do field days where we do sorts of outdoorsy activities at a park. And Uh, and one of the things we do during these field days is we hold raffles. We did a Halloween carnival and the admin running the whole event asked me, uh, me being an actor, to do like a carnival barker kind of thing. Instead, I threw together a costume for a clown character I called Grumbo. Grumbo was essentially if the quartermaster were a clown. If he's not a clown. Then I went to flea markets and thrift stores and bought up a bunch of items that I would also give away in the raffle as uh, booby prizes. Some of these items included... A knockoff Lego set with a little figurine of Ash Ketchum and oh a little, God. I think it was an Eevee made out of bricks. <laughs> Only the box That's was terrifying. labeled Squirtle Pikachu. There was a small oh, pack dollar of store bootleg toys. Yu-Gi-Oh cards and some of the cards didn't even have any text on them. <laughs> and then my Yu-Gi-Oh personal favorite was a filthy Tweety Bird butterfly net. and caught in the net were three blank bullet casings they were spent they were used uh from uh other shows that i do and that prize actually went to my now girlfriend (laughs) (laughs) who knew that a butterfly net full of bullet casings could uh woo a young lady's heart well you know bullet for my valentine boo More like a Shut boo- up. That was amazing. Bullet. Um, and then uh, our I other dare. camper to submit their story was our good friend, Caitlin, Caitlin Rose. 
Let's take a listen. Maybe. <laughs> that I've ever given someone was for a Wild and Gift Exchange, and it was a regifting of a previous Wild and Gift Exchange that my parents had been in. And it was a can of pig's brains Wah! that had been Hi. found in someone's grandmother's closet while they were going through cupboards. And That's terrible! So I had you not watched I was this? No, there, I so wanted to wait through the reactions to the show. Oh, I did throw in uh, Pez dispenser because I'm not a monster. <laughs> <laughs> Just Man, spits yeah. the brains out of the yeah, pig's brains. <laughs> yeah, you just cheese. Goodness gracious! Oh my god! I, I had a really good story, but no, Ooh, no, I, I have been outdone. The I, Cullen family meme has I, been outdone. I think that's literally that blows everything we bring to the table out of the Pretty water, easily. right? Both of them do. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! Holy hell! So uh, now let's get to our counselors. Who wants to go first? I will. Go ahead, Carrie. Right. Yeah, I mean, you you oversold it last episode, so please. Well, after that, yeah. I, I almost had a visual aid, but it turns out it's really hard to dig up a physical picture that is almost 20 years old. Oh, sure. So my mom tried, and I do appreciate the effort, but... When I was when I was younger, I want to say like fifth, sixth grade. When I was younger, we had an aunt that started giving us fun and interesting gifts. And later on, it was boxers and a case of kick yo ass hot sauce and nice. a quartz lamp, which is the single oddest thing we've received as a family. And Megan knows that story. <laughs> I think but that one's the me, best one she should have used. But, but this one needs me. it needs to start here because this was back when she was still giving like thoughtful good gifts. Like mm. my older brother got a CD and my younger brother got a video game and I'm like, "Okay, okay. Aunt Janine's got this. We got this." And so I She's on this year. She's on. <laughs> well, she was this is the year where she started being off. For me, at oh, least. well. And I was such a tomboy growing up because boy shirts had the best things printed on them and girl shirts were all about my boyfriend. And I'm like, no, no. So, total tomboy. And I'm like, I open up my package and the first thing is it is bright pink. Which 10-year-old me is like, oh, mm-hmm. okay. And I pull it out and it's this long sleeve shirt. It's just bright, fluorescent, dear God, why, pink. With the word love printed on it vertically in pastel sequins with a heart for the O. So it's the love shirt. Now at the time, my mom had a tradition of taking pictures of us, holding our presents and smiling so she could put the nice physical copy in the thank you note when it got mailed out to our relatives going, our kids enjoyed your gift. Your, your, niece, your niece and nephews are super happy with it. There is a picture somewhere of me holding this shirt, trying to smile and looking incredibly disgruntled to the point where that thank you note never went out. I'm pretty Pretty sure, and we now call held it, it hostage. And we now call it the love look in my family because that is the it's the thought that counts. But what the hell were you thinking? <laughs> so now it's and this is Cullen family shorthand that has persisted through the years. So it's still just like someone will open a gift and go, "Oh God, it's the love look, isn't it?" I well, there's a gift receipt. So. I oh love this gift. <laughs> It's just me looking at the camera like, the fuck is this? It's rough. Who wants to go next? Who wants to follow? The, who? I mean, we're all who following a pig brain. Who wants to follow the love look? Well, well just because it's a, it's a similar theme, uh, I there's a, a a much worse present that I'm going to tell as a second hand. But in terms of, I had a similar similar situation where I had a family member uh, right at that right at that age before you're like, someone has given me a gift. This is a nice thing. You should be appreciative of this thing. <laughs> oh, no. And, uh, well, no, because it, it's in a similar vein of, I'm I'm not a, the closest thing I get to sports is WWE. You know, I'm, I, I'll go, if someone wants to go to a game, I'll go to a game, sure. But this is young, young me, I'm all about video games, cartoons, all that stuff. And one of my family members gives me, uh, like, a Lakers jersey. It's like, I just said, Thanks, and then and then I just went to the next thing. Just the just the worst reaction. I was a total a total shit about it, and I acknowledge it. The Lakers but, look. Yeah, the Lakers look. Uh, but but I'd say, definitely say the worst gift that anybody has ever given was in a white elephant exchange at one of my old works. Uh, somebody people brought r- real gifts, and one person decided to go. You know what? No, I'm going to do the joke thing that everybody's supposed to do, and they took an old router. That they had and wrapped it up, and that everybody else got something. 
Like, I got a jar of cookies, or somebody got, like, a Dreamcast that somebody just wasn't using. Like, a really like really Dang. awesome either bought for or made or leftover stuff. But one person was like, uh, yeah, whatever, here's an old router. It's a joke. Oh, but somebody was left with that old router, and they were not happy. Because I think they actually got... Somebody got that and went, no, I want the Dreamcast. And then, <laughs> rough. Absolutely rough. I mean, if you're going to play the white elephant game. You yeah, like the white elephant game that I was at. Someone actually brought wire cleaner. And they felt so bad because every other white elephant they'd been in mm-hmm. was all awful gifts. And then they came to this one, prepared for that, and everyone else was like, here's this, here's that. Someone got a singing Billy Bass and literally ran out of the room so they couldn't take it from them. <laughs> that's, see, no, no, that's the thing. Is if you come to a white elephant with, with a bad present, you bring like a $10 Starbucks card or something. You so you get the joke. Gifts, yeah. But... Or if somebody ends up with a bad one afterwards, you go, I'm just kidding, Merry Christmas, and you hand them a thing. So, yeah, yes. come on. Yeah, I mean, unless the unless it's made explicitly clear that they're like, no, they all need to be joke right. gifts. Everyone, yeah. Everyone's all in or not. Like, because yep. I've, I've definitely been to white elephants where, like, they put, like, literally, you can't go out and buy something. It has to be something crappy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's If it's right. stated in the rules, we're done. Yeah. We're good. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Like, so the, the rules need to be defined. All right. Uh, moving on from from uh, white elephant cast. What do you all got? All right. So mine, mine isn't quite as crazy as any of these, but it's the one that has stuck with me for the longest time. Mm-hmm. Is I've been back in high school, we arranged a secret Santa with our friends. And the day comes and we all exchange our gifts and I open it up and it is just a clearly used teddy bear. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? I was like, this thing has gotten <laughs> Somebody took their, Somebody their little... Somebody gave you Boba? I don't know. Let's pull. Let's pull. But it was it was a very odd thing, and I was like, "Oh, thank you, Mr. Honeynuts." Oh, I don't know how to touch this. Uh, Colorless you. Moon in chat says there is a candle that me and my friends regifted each other for all four years of high school. Now that's great. That's, that's a good see, story. Now that's a joke at that point, yeah. though. Right, it's not yeah, like funny. here's your wire cleaner. You should just uh, add right. the bow. Keep adding bows onto it. <laughs> keep rewrapping it. Yes. Start adding more candles. Exactly. To it. Malachroma has evidently been tipped with a twenty-pound bag of cat food at work. Like, who had that in their car? What? Or their purse? That's a you lot. You carry food. a twenty-pound bag of cat food around with you at all times. No, my cat eats canned food. You never know yeah. when you're gonna need it. <laughs> right? um, I carry around a bottle opener because I need that all the time. For for me. Um, <laughs> I I'll, I'll, I was racking my brain about mm-hmm. this because generally speaking, I've been disappointed by gifts before, but I've never gotten anything that was memorable enough to be like in my mind considered the worst thing ever. Usually, it was either just disappointing, utterly forgettable, or genuine. There was a lot of genuine thought behind it. So even something that didn't necessarily gel for me, I'm like in and out of my brain, it's it's gone. But. There is one gift I have given. Not that it was necessarily a bad gift. Yeah, it was a bad gift. The way your voice is going, it's a bad gift. But when I was in third grade, I don't remember what the context was, but we decided to do a gift exchange um, between all of the kids in class. And I happened to draw the name of the boy I had a crush on at the time. His name was Brian. And, um, And I was a... I was a semi-artsy kid, I suppose you could say. And one thing that I liked to do when I was really young was take um, coffee strainers, you know, the little paper ones, um, basically color on them, get them wet, and they were basically water, and turn them into watercolored flowers, basically. That's cute. Uh, It's very cute. So I decided to make him a bunch of little artsy things like that. So one of the things I I put into this box was a bouquet of those flowers. Um, And I don't really remember what else I I put in there, but as all the other kids started opening up their stuff, I quickly realized I was like, oh, like the things I made are not up to par. Mm-hmm. And by the time he opened it, half of the things I had made, including all of the flowers, had fallen apart. Oh no! <laughs> oh, no. So- <laughs> You gave him a box of trash. Gave oh, him a box of trash. <laughs> <laughs> and I just had to sit there and be embarrassed about it. Well, uh, speaking of boxes of trash, let's talk about David. Uh, our first. <laughs> He Which is I not the garbage fire in these episodes. No, he's, he's, he's we'll talk about David. So, bonjour, Bonquisha. Uh, 
already just by the title, one of the things that we that we wanted when we started this season was what happened to David Bonquisha? Well, I we saw the end it of it. So hard. Well, even still, poor Jacob. I, I I feel bad for Jacob, but ultimately, I want I just want Bonquisha uh, to go. Hey, David, let's give it another try. I feel like from Bonquisha's point of view, David is a sweet little novelty, but at some point, you're like, this was nice for a little while. But you can't keep up. Yeah. You really can't. Not with her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He, yep, mm, a lot of euphemisms that we could use that we're not going to. Your heart touches uh, me places your hands never, never did. Like, okay. So not only was yeah. this a Bonquisha episode, this was also the Flower Scouts uh, returning. Yes. Dear God, this was just pure mayhem. <laughs> and it, one of my favorite things that we got with season one was the establishment of all of these characters, and now they they just threw them into like a bingo roller, and it's like, yes. all right, yes. Bonquisha Flower Scouts, go. Well, <laughs> <laughs> what a great way to mold this is what oh. This is what random.org came up with. Let's mm-hmm. do this. Well, it's great. actually kind of a return, because the last time Bonquisha was in an episode, it's the Flower Scouts were in it, too. That's true. Um, so yeah. it's, it's kind of a, I guess whenever we get Bonquisha, you can guess that we're also going to get the Flower Scouts if uh, this pattern is to be believed. Great combination. Um, I <laughs> loved each and every minute of this episode so, so much. I loved all of the visual gags around Bonquisha's trailer. I loved oh, her yeah. license plate. I loved her address. I think shipping, my absolute shipping community trash was my yes, absolute was favorite. Like, I just need that on a shirt. <laughs> just the trash can with that label. Start selling that in the Rooster Teeth Not- chore. Make it a women's shirt. Not to mention... Well, one of these comfortable uh, Rooster Teeth shirts that they do have, they're very comfy. Not to Make mention... Make it a women's shirt. Not to mention uh, Space Kid doing the love, actually. Everybody. <laughs> oh Eric oh, juggling the, the thorny mess. rose. Uh, Preston being in charge of the whole thing, which was probably a mistake. I'm ripped now. Also, I have cancer. And yeah. I'm pregnant. And I'm pregnant. Oh, wow. <laughs> Boy. Uh, nerf opening up the <clears throat> box of chocolates and just eating them. <laughs> Yeah, it was. This was. I he mean, tried, okay. you want to talk about dumpster Gold fires? Star, I tried. Oh yeah, in I, comics, say it's fun. You tried. Oh my god! Oh my god! Uh, Ray D to kill, and chat says instead of Tabby with two eyes, it's Tabby with one eye. Now. We're, not, <laughs> we're not there yet. I was gonna make that joke. You got beat to the punch. Well, yeah, you skipped ahead. Christ, I we're not care. even at the goddamn restaurant. It was restaurant. amazing. To oh be my with god, one eye. God bless and America. This really fucking hurts. <laughs> A little interjection. <laughs> Uh, well, God fine. Then that I'll... waitress, though. I'm sure she's seen some shit. Uh, then I'll, if we're at the restaurant already, I'll go for my other, my, my favorite visual gag was the Flower Scouts, literally. Because they visually gagged. That's the joke. That's where that came from. Oh, boy. Gold star, you tried. Uh, See, that's what happens when you take my damn with one eye joke. <laughs> I got shit now. Um, but we see uh, uh, Max messing with David on an even further punished. scale. Nope. Uh, yeah. not, not at all. You can leave. Um, <laughs> we see Max getting punished. Uh, uh, we see Max punishing <laughs> David. <laughs> Max using David's credit card in order to pay for 500 boxes of goddamn cookies. Uh, which no, even, even though uh, Max is quote, helping David by trying to get him and Bonquisha back together. That's $2,500 at least. It's a lot of monies. Uh, He's... Never mind. Messed up my train of thought. Somebody talk. Uh, so I, I do love that before, when they decide that they're going to help David, I love that anytime the camp camp campers come together to try to achieve a common goal, it is just a hot mess. It's a garbage they, fire. They are it's the a worst, pile of garbage. They are the worst team possible. To the Flower Scouts credit for being children, they actually do come up with a decent plan. The huge, like, at least from that that very childlike perception of what relationships are. They come up with a decent plan. Where they fail, in terms of their logic, was doing the three flower scouts in a trench coat. No, no, that was <laughs> totally a Not You yeah, how do I look? Not a day over 11. Thank you. I am moisturized. <laughs> <laughs> you knew it was trouble at that point. Like, oh boy. Like, oh boy. And, but at that point, Max is just like, excellent. Tabby's 
face? <laughs> magic. <laughs> just magic. Flower scout magic. Just... Do not question the, the magic of the flower scout. <laughs> I question a lot about the flower scout. If you scouts. do, Constantly. they will come at you oh with, with freaking forks. <laughs> I feel like if you say Tappy three times in a mirror, she'll appear and correct you and say it's with two eyes. <laughs> Why don't you just be blood coming out, shooting oh, out of your eye? Can, Bloody Tabby, bloody <laughs> Can we? Can I also just say though that I, I when uh, initially when the scene started playing out, I kind of thought that it was going to backfire on them, and that David and the waitress were actually going to start making eyes oh, at each other. I would have been that. so down. I super expected so that. Down. I, was like, oh, I kind her. of, I kind of hope she comes back. Actually, if things don't work out with David and Bonquisha, which OTP in this show, uh, <laughs> um, I hope that like David will get together with a nice girl who's more his speed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think given how we are presented people and relationships in terms of like actual relationships outside of camp uh, at the end of episodes and nothing gets filled in until something is said later, it's entirely a possibility. Mm. Yeah. And that poor waitress, though. <laughs> She's like, so sweet and adorable, I'm, though. She was like a human um, fluttershy, I guess. <laughs> I want an episode that's just all the stuff that happens in the only bar in town, like from her point of view. Love that. that could be a spinoff, poor yeah. girl. Like Boy. I need it in my life. <laughs> Having been a waitress before, you get some stories. <laughs> we could have a bottle episode for sure. Oh yeah. <laughs> Aren't they all bottle episodes? Well, we Most can have a bottle them? episode here at the uh, <laughs> at the bar, at the only bar in town. <laughs> we'll move away from the camp for a little bit. Yeah. Just so we can get that point of view. <laughs> uh, what are some, some of your, y'all's favorite lines in this episode? Honestly, I just love the visual gag of Max doing the Sonic the Hedgehog thing and literally running up David. Just, wait, up wait, David. wait, 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 wait. That is Will my he... favorite gag of any so far. It's the, and the most cartoony Max has ever been. Oh, uh, yeah. But God, it's so good. Blue ho- hoodie plus jeans plus his Sonic sneakers and his spiky hair. He's got to go fast. Yeah. <laughs> I... Fucking Bon Bon? That was what I was going to say. <laughs> there you go. Oh. Fucking bon bon. You know what? I, I take that back. Um, that's my favorite, but my second favorite is just Preston going, my heart. Oh. <laughs> See, I'm really like, I'm going to tell y'all what I told those damn Mormons. I'm interested, but I'm not ready to explore myself spiritually. Now get out! <laughs> like, perfect. Yes! Perfect. <laughs> so one of my favorites was when they are, are in the bar, and it's Max, and just the way he delivers it, so matter-of-factly. He's, he's looking at Neil, and he goes, Neil, I've never seduced a man before, but are they doing this right? Sounds <laughs> <laughs> like he's mulling over the possibility. He's like, I don't know if I'd do it that way. Mm. <laughs> I th- if I I've were to seduce this. David, like, I'm not a pro in this field, but I, I'm, I'm not sure this is working. If I, I may throw my hat in. David Absolutely. giving CPR. Oh my god, I'm it's pretty terrible. Pretty awful. Oh, that cool. man is awful. Uh, I, I also like the, are you trying to be a waitress when you grow up? God, no. Neil, again, the worst person. Like, the worst people person in the world. Oh, no, we're going to talk about terrible people uh, by the time we oh, get to episode boy. nine. I, I do want to throw one more out there, and it was kind of the obvious one, but it was also a bit of gold from Gwen, uh, because Gwen is like... Nikki, I'm only one woman. I can't be expected to take care of stupid children and you camper. Yeah. That half was great. Following up, I know two people who can make you feel better. Ben, ben and Jerry. Ben and Jerry. <laughs> and that made me want to go out and get Ben and Jerry. We just perform the entire episode for you guys. But we're not going to. Is the fourth time we've watched it? Uh, I, another one of my favorites before we move on. I'm going to kill you, slut. That was a good one. I'm going to kill you, slut. I mean, it's a lot more shouty. I'm not going to do that because I'm close to the microphone. Uh, Let's move on to Gwen Gets a Job. Uh, Okay. Wow. Favorite episode of the season. And it's hard to outstrip episode one's evil musical. But favorite episode this season. Oh, nobody's nobody's pulling for Jeremy? That's unfortunate. Oh, no. That's a joke. I mean, uh, he's cool. No, he's not. He was, he's not. I mean, we all determined. 
tournament. He's, he's the best camper. camper. He was the that's best it. camper, and that's why he had to go. That's I why love he had that to go. he came back here. just as a little teeny cameo in this episode. Like, yeah, he's still with the Wood Scouts. He's still with the Wood Scouts. Trying so hard. Maybe, maybe it's just because we were all. I'm not sure if this applies to everybody, but we. I feel like we were all in college when the recession started, right? Yeah, essentially. Um, and around the same time. And uh, maybe, maybe we didn't graduate with it like the class of 2008 did. But like when we graduated, things were still pretty stagnant and not great. So Gwen's struggle in this episode is all too real for any anybody our age who it. I don't want to say any millennial because that's not necessarily the case, but millennials like are wide net. People have decided millennials are anyone from the age of ten to the age of forty. So at this point, millennials are just kids but these any, days. Anybody like, who is entering the job real. market at around the time of the recession, this this episode is like all too real and all too like it really hits. And, and the, when it comes to the job market, part of it it's a little bit predictable, but it hits harder because we understand it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. No job it might, without experience, no experience without it's a job. Predictable. Too much experience, you're overqualified. Nothing. It's yep. predictable yep. because that's what happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did we think about Bernie's cameo? <laughs> it wasn't voiced by Bernie. No, it wasn't. No. And it wasn't named Bernie either, but it was Bernie. Bernie, let's be real. I think that's what threw me, is I was like, it looks like Bernie, but it doesn't sound like Bernie. I'm very confused. It was Matt. I love that they all got the name wrong. And I loved the, what is your greatest weakness? That's actually a strength that we can exploit. And I'm like, yeah, no, that's accurate. That's and also not enough references. Like, yeah, okay. Oh, boy. Uh, bad flashbacks. Yeah. I, I did love oh, the bit yeah. with Gray. The bit with Gray, though. Like, what questions can we ask you that would trigger your worst anxiety? And it happens. Uh, so the main meat of this episode is that Gwen's trying to get a job, but now we get uh, a relationship that we don't necessarily see in uh, too long, like throughout an entire episode, is her and Max's relationship, and Max mm-hmm. still being a total d bag and blackmailing her into for something, not he even being even super know what he specific. Wants. <laughs> The ultimate, ultimate evil. Someone. It's probably mm-hmm. on his little checklist of things to do over the summer. <laughs> but when you're a kid, you can do that, though. Like, if it's an adult doing it, you're like, oh my god, get your shit together. But Max is like 10. So it's like, okay, yeah, no, this makes sense. They are still kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, have you held hands? <laughs> like, still kids. Still <laughs> kids. <laughs> so pure. <laughs> I'm on the edge of my seat. <laughs> oh, she's yeah. the cutest. <laughs> Nikki uh, being kids. the cutest. She's so pure. But I'm yeah, <laughs> Max, you know, with his little sociopath self, is. it's funny because he commits a federal offense, as Gwen points out, and still has the cojones to try to blackmail her. <laughs> well, but, the David cut-ins with uh, <laughs> CCBFF, and I know you would never leave me. <laughs> after after an episode Jesus. where he wept profusely because a For woman weeks. left him. Yeah. For weeks. Well, yeah. well, this is this is the thing that... that at least these two episodes back to back have taught us is it's not the relationship between Gwen and David has evolved more from just a coworker uh, point of view to where they've really gone through all of this crap together. Yeah, and they're they're friends. They're legitimate friends. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, she she tries to downplay it by saying it. She's like, it will destroy him if he finds out. And more importantly, I'd lose my job. But, like, that's not what she Mm -hmm. says first. That's, like, sort of a thing to, like, try to cover her bases. Her first thought in in terms of making sure he doesn't find out is how he feels about her trying to leave. And destroyed mm-hmm. David is the worst because we've, we've seen that a couple times. That's the thing. Because now the we know from the finale of season one and the last episode mm-hmm. how how affected he can be by any sort of stimuli. Yeah. yeah. David, of all people, punching a guy out and, like, hitting a chair over That's a another thing, is we've <laughs> yeah. seen an evolution of it where, mm. where he deals with it now physically, and that could be uh, the campers or Gwen rubbing off on him and yeah. him needing to express himself physically because he can't. And we still don't know if that might have impressed Bonquisha at the end of last episode to the point where, oh, uh, yeah. maybe, maybe not. Because yeah. he didn't say boyfriend, oh, said lover. Yeah. <laughs> still. Bonquisha yeah. was like, that before. Poor Jacob. Poor, poor Jacob. But he had uh, such... It, we have twice in two episodes, we have David being the voice of reason in ways that you don't really expect from this show, mm-hmm. and specifically from him, 
giving actual good life lessons about, yeah, you know, you can't control your feelings, you can't control when they come or when they leave or how strong they are, and then remembering the good times and possibly remaining friends, you know, depending on how the relationship ends. And then here we have, I'm happy where I am, but I know you're not, so let me help you. Like, mm-hmm. these are both really, I, I hesitate to say wheel of morality moments because they make sense in the context of the episode, and they're life lessons for our audience. Because the audience is not tiny children. The audience is us. Yeah. Well, sometimes we need reminders, too. Yeah. Absolutely. Say. Um, Absolutely. But Rooster Teeth always also does have a younger audience, thanks to Ruby, thanks to, even thanks to the Let's Play community. But I really hope the younger audience isn't watching this. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Or with parental advisory. Let's, let's be real. If they're paying for a sponsorship, don't care. <laughs> they're making this show regardless, and whoever's watching it is watching it. So the fact that they can put, they can still put these messages in there, and it has yeah. evolved from sometimes <laughs> to legitimate stuff and even mm. stuff further on in the series that we'll talk about well, next this, time. This is where I make a lot of, uh, I, ever since this show started, I made a lot of comparisons to South Park. Mm-hmm. But it's especially these two latest episodes where there is a distinct, semi-contradictory moral. You know, but like, I learned uh, something today. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, where, yeah. Mm-hmm. It is, it's a very South Park thing of we're going to say something very poignant about society and about life and, and then, then ruin it by then, the final beat. Right? <laughs> and then either ruin it. it or reinforce it, depending on mm-hmm. the joke. But either way, you're going to laugh. Yep. And that's uh, that's what we get in both of the, these episodes. And mm-hmm. so I say, well done, Rooster Teeth. Gwen and David end up making a, a, a really adult decisions and also really childish decisions by uh, grabbing, finding Max's bear and saying, Nerf, you're in charge. Also, <laughs> Gwen Nerf. Favorite form of Nerf. Uh, and <laughs> My time wonderful. has come. My time has come. And uh, and then everybody make fun of Max because he's a teddy bear. Mm-hmm. Can can I just say though, I actually did really love that when all of the campers thought Gwen was going to leave, they weren't happy about it. Well, because they, they know, know Gwen's the yeah. serious business. Let's leave <laughs> us here with David. <laughs> the last time be. you tried to hire a new counselor, we had the creepy cult guy. And that was David's fault. We had Scientology 101. Well, she brought back oh, Jen. 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 Thank you. Howdy, Jen. <laughs> oh, space kid. We'll talk um, about him. But, uh, but yeah. Bless the, him. T- like, when even just nerf of like going like, Gwen would never leave us. And then she drives <laughs> she, away and she's Probably just going to get cigarettes. Oh my kidding. Oh my kidding. <laughs> like, Dude, Nerf has been killing it this season oh so so much. Nerf sincerely needs therapy. Like, yeah, the most broken of homes. He yeah. really, really needs therapy, and he bounces between beats so frequently. Oh my god! I mean, yes, just constant different sides going on here. Yeah, He's self-aware, but he leans into the curve. It's yeah. it's one of those things, especially in the next episode, he bounces back and forth between being the victim of abuse to being the abuser. And it's so bad in the next episode and it made me so upset. Uh, so the episode ends with Gwen going back to the same places that she was, uh, I was going to say, auditioning, applying to Actor's life. What up? <laughs> uh, and uh, getting rejected because she's too qualified. Uh, but this was the I think since uh, last season, this is one of the best uh, looks into Gwen's psyche that we've gotten. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also just want to point out from a story perspective that we had two episodes in a row specifically talking about the rivalry between the Flower Scout cookie sale and the uh, the Wood popcorn Scout sales. popcorn mm-hmm. sale. That's mm-hmm. got to come yeah. back. Yeah, yeah I, feel like, I feel like they're laying groundwork for, for things later on. And I love that because Girl Scout cookies are just so well known, but it's much harder to do the Boy Scout popcorn it's like so undercut the need for cookies and i'm like no no as an avid consumer of both cookies and popcorn i can tell you that neither hits the spot of the other hashtag popcorn expert (laughs) no seriously you can cover the popcorn in caramel and butter and that's real nice but it ain't a thin mint it is not a thin mint thin mint popcorn Mm. Salt and mint is good. Just, no, no, no. That's what we call crossing the streams. So caramel, like thin mint ice cream covered popcorn. Thin mint ice cream oh, with why? chocolate syrup and Baileys. <laughs> like the sweet popcorn. I know. I guess I'm stopping in the store on my way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's talk about well, favorite I'm lines. Give me some Ben and Jerry, so I'm with you. Let's talk about favorite lines before we move on to eggs benefits. Uh, oh gosh, I, 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 
I think my favorite bit was David telling her, no, you have all of these qualifications. I heard you say that you worked with teammates and you came up with a plan and you did this. And I'm sitting here going, and this is absolutely how I got runs an online role-playing group to be coordination among large groups of people and use of multiple different types of software. It looks great on a resume. And nobody sits there and goes, what kind of group did you moderate again? (laughs) Well, it was based on Cloverfield and... (laughs) I I will say favorite one of my favorite ones. Eat, eat shit, Satan. <laughs> <laughs> Stuff his books. Your your words say no, but your eyes say, "Oh God, you're gonna kill me." <laughs> that was great. Choke um, him out. I don't care. That also, is an MRA in the making. And just, he needs to be taken down about eighty five pegs. Just also, uh, Nikki and Neil. Oh my gosh, Nikki. Nikki with the definition. Yeah, I wouldn't I say was it's like, We're like sneaky and filled with ill intent. And I was just like, oh, Nikki, I'm gonna really love you this episode. I love that Nikki is the character that can just kind of do that. Like, if we need something a little bit off the wall or a little wild or something that it's like no one would actually really say this, but we need someone to say it. Nikki, she's she she's she's the Swiss Army knife of characters, well, and it's she's great. Gotten so many great one-liners. One that we didn't say from a couple episodes ago, or from uh, Bonjour Vanquisha was, "I'm a female," and both Neon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Biologically, yes. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, a lot of good ones. Uh, mine uh, is something that probably nobody will put on a favorite comment thing. Costco deska. Yeah. Hey, oh, Costco. Make his ass take you to Costco. I want to watch that slice of life anime where they just go to Costco. Live in a Costco. <laughs> I want to watch an urban fantasy anime where Costco is a nexus for other dimensions. Um, uh, I, I would imagine that it's one of those really long titles where it's like, have you ever considered bringing your sister to a Costco? <laughs> I mean, you well, got it. It's it done. I feel Coming like it soon. would kind of be like The Devil is a Part-Timer where you have this crazy, crazy sort of base. I love that show. But it's really slice of life with just a little bit of crazy supernatural thrown in. Like, that's what Nexus so Costco often. would be. Right? Oh, it's Game of Thrones. <gasps> But different parts of Costco. <laughs> oh yes! my god, the produce department has <laughs> oh allied with oh the bakery. No, no, no. The opening of Game of Thrones, but inside In a Costco. Costco, shop at Costco, shop at Costco, shop at Costco. Mal Mal brings up a very good point. That wasn't an anime, that was a terrible J drama, and we all know it. J dramas would be right up Gwen's alley. Accurate. This is true. Very accurate. Or just a behind the scenes video. Of uh, Jordan and Issa going to Costco. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> what Caitlin's good. asking yeah. for in the chat. Like, um, yep, good. I'm down. Go not, to Costco. Not to mention just Make the, ass take the you to Costco. gift of Gwen filing her nails as the as oh. the tire is bouncing in the background is one of my favorite visual gags the show need, has ever done. If anyone has a gif of that, please put it in the hashtag. Send that our It way. exists. I've seen it. I retweeted it at one point. So And whoever yeah. made the sometimes gif, please put that back in the hashtag because I failed to save it the first time around. We needed it. And that hashtag is ABTV Camp Camp. It is. Uh, let's move I've on been to. checking it. Uh, Malachroma has put the You Tried star in there for us. Fantastic. <laughs> let's move on to Egg's Benefits because we're running low on time. Oh now, my this gosh. is uh, a just a cart, t- a staple of American animation. Did anybody actually do the egg thing in school? Not we taking had. care of it, but uh, we did an egg dropping thing when oh, I the was egg in drop high school. Uh, no, that did was you feel science, parental? not whole mac. No, because mine died. <laughs> Where you had to have like straws and tape and paper, and you could only have so I, much, and oh, you had to build I a thing that. to make it survive. I fashioned, a parachute. I fashioned a parachute for mine. Out of a coffee filter? And it would have been fine. It would have been fine, except a slight breeze dropping <laughs> it over from the soft sand landing over to the concrete. <laughs> I went from yay to no. We did a Pringle drop because it was far less messy. Our science teacher was smart. But you had to keep a single Pringle, single Pringle, from breaking. Jesus. That said, I I did have to do... I just chuck it and be like, that was my fail. We didn't get the Pringle until we finished our contraption. He had control of the Pringles. Our science teacher was smart. (laughs) He was was smart, smart man. I did do the egg thing. 
But it wasn't an egg. It was an actual. It was like a doll, and it was as lifelike as you could make a small toddler. And it cried, and it did this, and you had to have a little key. That's where a super budget. Like, yeah. it Jesus. was. It's also terrifying. It was also hashtag during a snowstorm. So I know public right, school in Wyoming. Public school in Wyoming. It was also it's during a, a snowstorm. So you bet I had it for an extra day. Um, <laughs> it was not fun. <laughs> So it's like, you didn't need to convince me not to get pregnant, and this is just a pain in the ass. I'm just, I'm really surprised that American Animation hasn't done the twist where, like, yeah, it is the doll where you're taking care of it and you have to learn how to be parents, but then it turns out that the doll is evil. Autonomous. <laughs> yeah. Or alive. There you go. Uh, now <laughs> this one, the, we find out that the platypus lays eggs. And the Aww. kids, uh, our, our intrepid leader, Cameron Campbell, returns to make sure that this uh, money-making proposition uh, of selling platypus babies, which I don't, I don't blame him for thinking that that <laughs> might be a money-making thing. I don't thing. know if there's a market Exotic for pets, Exotic you pets. Sure, uh, you, could, you could charge. I mean, and he's also repay a government, but sure. But also, he's, he's in uh, Thailand. He, if he's still the prime minister of Thailand, that's a rare animal, I would figure. Yeah. So why not try to sell it for as much? Much money as you can. Now uh, they they couple up the the campers. So we've got. Can we change partners? Of course not. <laughs> so we've got our partners, Naris and Harrison, uh, Nerf and Nerf Preston. And Harrison. Nerf yep, and Harrison set is the ship name. Harrison. Mm-hmm, correct. Uh, Nerf and Preston, Arid and Dolph, Max and Nikki, and Neil and Space Kid. Nothing could possibly go no, wrong. No, no, those are perfect, very safe matches. Especially with Maris and Harrison. Oh, no, they'll get along on everything. Mm-hmm. No disagreements. Don't be mad. <laughs> I gotta say, though, the egg with the top hat on was quite adorable. Oh, that was super, super cute. I love when they give dramatic close-ups on the eggs. Like, look at how happy he looks. You're right, he's egg. ready for solids. <laughs> uh, from the outset, looking at these pairs, which were you the most excited to follow the journey of? Um, I, Max and Nikki. Uh, and Nikki, yeah. uh, Nikki is, of course, is the the most adorable. But I was actually really excited to see uh, <laughs> Harrison and Naris. Yeah. Um, but I'll be honest, like seeing Nerf and Preston together, I was like, "Ooh, what what possibilities are here? This could be really fun. This could be really fun." And it, it was so sad. It was funny, mind you, but it was so sad. It took a dark turn. I was not expecting. No, I ran into a doorknob several times. You know how to get when I'm angry. I remember. <laughs> they didn't hold back on that one. Preston. No, boy. like God, oh, boy. <laughs> poor Preston. Poor baby. And they brought back the signs. Oh yeah. Help, Help me. me. <laughs> They're a very different kind of sign this time. Oh. How about you, Stacey? Did you already say? And uh, I'm just... uh, it was Harrison and, and yeah. Harris was, yeah. For me, uh, Neil and Space Kid, just because there's a history there. Oh, From fair. day one. That's fair. Uh, and it worked out as we expected. Uh, <laughs> I loved how I love how attached he got to his egg. And, attached and was, is a word. It was it was tragic when ulti- again we could kind of see it coming, but ultimately when it happened, it was just like I feel like this is a metaphor for something. Like you feel how sad it is for him when he crushes it. I wonder if that wasn't his upbringing, though. I wonder if he wasn't obsessively helicoptered and homeschooled and like mm-hmm. because I feel like. With the exception of Max and Nikki, because Nikki had no idea what she was doing, but was still doing everything terribly obsessively right in terms of raising a human child, kind mm-hmm. of. <laughs> and so many it. qualifiers in that sentence. <laughs> but I feel like almost everyone else was a reflection of how they were raised. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, Arid and Dolph uh, being the cool parents who were free spirits. <laughs> that was and then Neris and wanting good. different things and then lying to each other and oh. just... I, Our I, kid's going to be an actor. Our kid's going to be an astronaut. Ma, uh, I feel like Max put it best is nobody knows what they're doing, and he makes a very distinct comment. How do you think we all ended up here? I did love his comment about maybe we'll just send it to camp for, for strangers to take care of it for six months. <laughs> or three months That's or however long it was. Yeah. A little too well, on the nose. Right uh, do you think we'll see uh, Nerf and Preston's sweet boy again? <laughs> My sweet boy. 
when we see a baby platypus come uh, come running through, we know. I thought every egg got wrecked except for Nikki's, though. Like, that was the thing. At the end, it was it just... Theirs right, right away and left a note. Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah. It literally left so it. I don't know. necessarily get crushed. You know what it I'm kind of picturing? Travis Willingham a heart attack, so I counted it. You know what I'm kind of picturing? I'm picturing, like, did you ever see Tiny Toon Adventures where it was, like, the egg? Yeah, yeah, yeah it was. Egg Bert? Was it Tiny Toon Adventures or was it... No, it was Garfield. Garfield. Friends. Garfield. It was on the farm. I'm picturing, yeah, I'm picturing the little egg. Just oh, you said tiny tunes, and I was thinking of Gogo, who is no. somewhat egg-like. Mm. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, Garfield, the little egg that's just walking around. That's that's kind of how I feel. This platypus is going to be. We've been getting a lot, and this is going to sort of go into the last couple of things we're going to talk about because we were very out of time. Uh, we've gotten a lot about parenting and behavior and and things of that nature and in this next chunk of episodes we are going to be dealing with the finale which is going to be parents day at the camp what are we expecting what parents are we the most excited to meet and who do you who do we think is going to voice them because that's essentially over about 10 to 16 20 new characters that we're going to yeah. be meeting over the course of 40 minutes I would imagine that they will I, that most everyone who voices a character will just double up and do a different voice mm. or every camper will also voice their own parents sure which would, would be, be amazing uh, I don't think nerfs will show up oh his mom's in jail mom's in jail we knew that yeah so that mm-hmm. that's why I'm saying I don't think they'll show up yeah. <laughs> Niels will be fighting the entire time because messy divorce It'll be interesting to see Max's because we've had the least references right. you know to their parents. What, you know to Max's parents. Only the season one finale. Yeah, or the last know, two episodes of season you one. You know what would be interesting is if like at least one set of parents was actually a very functioning, well-adjusted couple. Space kids. Yeah. <laughs> space kids. <laughs> that, I, mean, I was going to say Preston, yeah. but space kid, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, uh, especially... I want Neris's dad to be voiced by Matthew Mercer. That would be so funny. <laughs> Tell Excellent. me I'm wrong. Excellent. I would yep. lose it that if would that would be incredible. It's not going to happen, but that would... Well, they got Travis Willingham. That would be amazing. Yeah. Hassan just says a social worker appears. <laughs> oh, what if it's a, what if it's a sting? Uh, yeah, oh, this no. is all entrapment. Oh, boy. Oh, my God. Oh, for the camp itself or for... Anything. What if, what if one of, one of their... Parent, one of their parents or sets of parents works for the government. Yeah. What if we say David's or Gwen's parents? I was going to say David's parents because it's Parents Day for everybody, mm-hmm. and damn it, David's going to participate. Of, kind of a weird note um, to to bring up. So sorry for derailing, but like, did anybody else feel uncomfortable when Cameron Campbell called David Davy, which is what oh, he's been calling yes. him since no. he was a little boy? It, yep. It, it, yeah, that's it strikes na- that's, a weird chord with me every time he does it. That's too. the name that's stuck. Yeah, it's just for whatever reason. Like with the now that we've seen the flashback episode, it it felt uncomfortable to me when when he called him Davy. Now as an adult, I'm like, Ooh, it feels overtly manipulative. Yeah, and we and we know that he sees Cameron Campbell as a father figure, which will be interesting with Parents Day. Mm-hmm. But it's also kind of the idea that David never really got past being like 11 or 12, at least outwardly. Like, we saw in the season one finale that, yeah, you know, he's an adult. He understands these things. But, he's very insightful, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I feel like this is almost a weird coping mechanism. And for Campbell to just be like, Davey, like, we're accepting this. No one is expecting you to be an adult. You're just kind of... It's weird. Um, it is super weird. I see that. I I don't necessarily agree, but I can see that. I think that... um the what he acknowledges in the Gwen episode about this being his dream job, his dream future, I think that that takes a level of responsibility, a level of adulthood. It yeah. does, yeah, yeah, no, and he has it, but mm-hmm. outwardly he still acts immature at a lot of points. Yeah, I, 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 I don't feel like it's a reflection on David's character. I feel like it's a reflection of Cameron's character and how he views David. Sure. Like, oh, said, absolutely, being overtly manipulative, and that's why all of a sudden, like, I can't quite quantify or qualify it it's just it when i realized what he was saying i was like ugh, and it made me feel icky that's all it's like and we're leaving uh speaking yeah. of icky the last thing that we're gonna do <laughs> the last thing we're gonna do tonight um i need to because i wrote it on my notes i'm gonna grab my notes real quick oh, no, i was wondering <laughs> if you were 
wondering when you were gonna get up and get those back. I didn't write them down because I didn't. I didn't plan this out beforehand. I wrote them down as we were going live. Uh, our camp activity for the finale. Um, I want to. Uh, I want to. This is this is a little bit more from the artists in the crowd. I want to see uh, David and Bonbon's first date. Where did they Yay! go? What did they Please do? Please make it something that we can visually put on air. Yeah, something oh appropriate, even though uh, the, the word cock is on Bunkwish's shirt. Yeah, no, um, or or <laughs> make something about the Costco anime we just created. Because yes. why not? Yes. Um, like and then, if for those of you who don't want to draw anything, uh, let us know who you think your your favorite parents are going to be. If you have a preferred character, or draw the parents, give us a, a parent prediction. Why not? Uh, but until we reconvene at the next uh, camp camp after show, uh, let the folks know where they can find you and what you're working on. Hi, all my buddies. I'm Katie Cullen. You can follow me all over the social medias as well as on YouTube and Twitch at Kiaget. That is K-I-A-X-E-T. I'm currently streaming Hustle Cat, which is my first dating sim ever, which makes life super fun and interesting, you guys. Dating sims are a whole other ball of wax. I am also on Geek and Sundry's Gather Your Party on Friday nights. There's no episode this week because everyone's off at Gen Con, but we will be back next week. And as always, if you want to see the reaction videos for these, they live on the YouTube channel. Do the thing, win the stuff. It's super fun. Stacey Shuttleworth. Hi guys, I'm Stacey Shuttleworth. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Stacey Shuttles. I'm Megan. You guys can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at The Menguin. That's T-H-E-M-E-N-G-U-I-N. I'm also on a bunch of shows here at After Buzz and I write articles for the movie chick. That's Chick with two Ks. Be sure to check those out. Be sure to also check out the Shadow Radio Recreation where I do the voice of Marco Lane and uh, the upcoming podcast Apparitions where I do the voice of the main character Adeline. Woo! Nailed it. Uh, yeah. You can find me on Twitter at Mark Bidonica. You can find me on Twitch at Soapbox Mark. Uh, my wife and I just started playing Dream Daddy. Uh, we're, we've got our character Teddy Bayer who is uh, who is a visual representation of Theodore Roosevelt. Uh <laughs> So, so please check check that out because it was a lot of fun. Um, also, check out our new gaming show, which we have on Popcorn Talk Network and on Twitch. It's called Inventory Full PT. We need your support. We're going to be launching uh, extensively on Twitch within the next couple of weeks, so make sure to follow us there. Uh, th- and also follow all of us here at ABTV Rooster Team on Twitter. Follow uh, everybody at the network at AfterBuzz TV. Thank you so much for watching this episode of the Camp Camp After Show. We'll see you at Camp Campbell. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Fucking Bon Bon? The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 